So why don't we stop wasting our time here? Oh my God. The man become preeminent. He's expected to have enthusiasm. Bring me everyone. Hold it. Enthusiasm. I'm afraid I can't do that. Okay, are we ready? Enthusiasm. You have no idea what's coming. Welcome to this episode of our regular look at film, TV news, views, and interviews. I'm your host, Michael Morgan, and this month I'll be discussing sexual conduct bullying and harassment in the creative industries, as well as the recent Noel Clark allegations and how we can actually make creative industries safer for all. Now, joining me are my two eminent guests, Yasmina Chowdhury, actress and CEO of the award-winning Lovedesh and a UK heavyweight, as far as UK rap is concerned, the legendary Genesis Elijah. Now. In the interest of full disclosure, I attended the set of Kiddelhood whilst it was um, in filming and conducted an interview with Noel Clark and have, you know, subsequently met him at various UFC events and struck up a conversation with him. Top bloke, very charming individual and very charismatic. Now the actor, producer, director, He's now at the center of a series of serious sexual misconduct and abuse of power allegations, all of which he has stringently denied. Actor-producer has actually categorically um, denied allegations from all 20 women who've actually come forward. Now, the alleged misconduct actually includes claims he secretly filmed uh, a naked audition, the Doctor Who and Kiddelhood star allegedly showed colleagues sexually explicit photos and videos of women. So far, you know, BAFTA has actually suspended the recent outstanding contribution and that award has actually um, been, I would say, parked for him for now. And it's actually, well, suspended his membership as well. He's been dropped from Comic-Con the TV drama in which he starred uh, as recently as last week, Viewpoint, is no longer available on ITV's catch-up service. Sky have also suspended filming on Bulletproof, in which he stars with Ashley Waters. More on him later, because he actually stands, and this is Ashley Waters, stands with the alleged victims of Noel Clark. Now, initially, 20 women came forward we are now at 27. Is this the tip of the iceberg? Or are we looking at 27 women trying to actually sully the reputation of one man or a sexual predator who has operated in plain sight, knowing he'd be unchallenged? Here, actually with me to fill in the blanks, offer their opinion and perspective, drawing from their experience from their various fields are Yasmin and Genesis. Now, I'm curious, first of all, to start with you, Yasmin. I'll tell you why. I approached 15 people, no, sorry, 16 people to actually come on this podcast, to talk, to actually give their perspective, to give their insight based on their knowledge and obviously their perspective being so close to the field. These were a variety of women, men, black, white, and out of those 16 people, only two people stepped forward. Yourself, Yasmin, and Genesis Elijah. Am I being ever say slightly, uh, or am I over-egging things by saying, perhaps 
this man is more powerful than we're giving him credit for. Because amongst the sort of like excuses I had um, for crying off at the 11th hour in this was, I'm having my teeth whitened, so I'm afraid I can't actually attend this. And uh, perhaps this is gonna be really career limiting for me. This perhaps isn't something that I want to get into right now. I'm not gonna name the names, but those are actual quotes from people who responded to me to say they would no longer or could no longer take part in this discussion. Is the industry shook? Yasmin. So thanks for that really lovely, warm introduction. Um, I'm going to kick off and go straight in with the quote that when I was a young girl, my father basically, you know, preached almost day and night to me. And it's not exactly in his own language. It forms these words of all it takes for evil to flourish is for good people to do nothing. I obviously can't comment on the personal uh, motivations. What's disappointing is I think you should name. I think they should be named. And I'll tell you why. Because quite frankly, enough is enough. Enough is enough. Um you know, this idea that we're tiptoeing around and especially in the creative industry, which is already quite underfunded and in crisis, um, you know, this kind of conduct is actually stifling real talent that needs to be presented. And the tragedy is it's so multi-layered putting aside the victims. And I'm just talking generically, by the way, because what you've just said is, very common practice. People want to be seen doing the right thing, but when it comes to doing it, and my father always taught me this, it's easy to talk to talk, but walking the walk. And that's where the biggest problem lies. And I'm disappointed. And I, as a creative, don't want to come across these people. So you're not over-egging. What can be done, because I promise you, if you were to be a bit more tougher, we do need to be tougher, all right? And I do also believe in innocent until proven guilty. So that's why I'm just talking generically. But, you know, it's, it's disappointing to hear that because these people will also probably, I mean, you've got to ask their motivation. Why did they say they would want to talk about it and then not appear? So, you know, it's like one or two, maybe last minute, I've done events. I know how these things um, roll. So I think my worry is, it's not just the perpetrators. One of the biggest problems in our society are those who turn a blind eye and unwittingly or even you know, knowingly are complicit. And if they were to do more, I think there'd be more comfort in more people coming forward and having that trust basis to say something is happening to me so that it doesn't need to snowball. And it could have been with allegations to someone as talented as Noel, situations like that could be avoided because somebody took action to prevent it snowballing. Completely hear where you're coming from. I think it would be um, a little bit disrespectful of me to betray their confidence in that I can understand why they would want to be anonymous. I can understand what the ramifications um, of me actually revealing that and to be fair, I would feel a little bit disingenuous when I approach them in confidence to betray their confidence. So moving on to you, Genesis, I mean, in terms of this 
what seems to be a, a stranglehold stroke, um, I suppose, grip that Noel Clark apparently has on the industry. This is how it appears just mm. by the very nature of the, the, the response that I received. Yeah. How real is that? Is, is, is Noel Clark a, um, a, a, a big figure in this industry? And is he someone that, you know, has actually silenced people coming forward? Because from my recollection in the Guardian article, there are several women who wanted to remain anonymous. Um, I guess from the outside looking in, I, I've never, I've never, my dealings with Noel Clark have only really been um, quite, I don't know, there's been quite a few people between us. I, I had a song on his, his um, the, the Brotherhood movie um, and we had a couple of words through that, but I don't really know him personally like that. Um, but he's been doing work, man. He's been working, he's been working a lot. He, he's a, he's a big figure. He has done a lot. Um, if you, if you were taking these allegations away and we were just talking about him now for an, a different reason, then I would be saying, yeah, he's a big deal in the game. He's doing a lot of big things. And especially in this climate where we're trying to see people of color come through and make noise. He's one of the people that is going to be championed. He's made good programs. Um, so yeah, I would say that. I think um, I don't want to. I don't want to go too far ahead with what you were saying, but I feel like with when Asher D spoke up, Ashley Waters, when he spoke up, to me, I, that was like, oh wow, like that's your boy. That's someone who knows, who really knows you, who's worked closely with you. And if he uh, even has enough doubt in his mind to be like, I, I believe what they're saying, I'm stepping back. To me, that was kind of like a. It was a, it was a big a big red red flag. It's interesting you talk about Asher D and Ashley Waters, um, obviously adding weight to what was a, essentially um, a, a major group of people. When you think about it, look, one person coming forward is a travesty, mm. but twenty and now twenty seven women coming forward is a horrendous situation to um, find ourselves in now that it took 27 women to come forward for this to be given weight, for this to be given credence, for this to be given seriousness. I hear you where you're coming from, where you say that, you know, Ashley Waters adding his voice added weight, but surely we should be looking at the voices of the women before we look to the voices of the men. I mean, I'm not playing devil's advocate here. No, I, I feel I'm you're saying. serious when I say this. Mm. I, I just put it to you, Genesis, that, you know, why has it taken 27 voices from women for this to be taken seriously? I do it in two halves. So the reason why um, Ashley Waters coming forward and speaking has a different effect on me is because I know him. So... That's I don't know I don't know anyone else in the situation personally, but he's someone I've spoken to and someone who I respect and someone who has credibility in in just for me personally. So regardless of of who it is or what's happening, I don't know anyone else in the situation. But if he says something, I'm gonna I'm gonna have more weight to that. The fact it took um, on another point, the fact it, it took twenty women, it just shows like how women's voices aren't being aren't being heard and don't mean anything in this game. Like if one person comes through and says something, you're gonna have so many people going, nah, I don't think that happened. Rear, rear, rear. And 
we we keep pushing this narrative or or this um this tagline believe women, but we're just not there yet. Like we're just not in a, in a space where a woman can say something and we just go yeah okay cool we believe what you say on on just because you said it. We're we're in a place where it does take multiple women. It does take um some investigation, and I get I get that as well. Guilt, um, innocent until proven guilty, and we need to find out the facts and what, all that kind of stuff, and do do the due diligence. I respect that as well, but I do feel that like there is way more. The the the, the power is still with 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 men when when they say uh, whatever they say goes. And just to riff on something that you just said there, innocent until proven guilty. Mm. Surely, twenty-seven women didn't just wake up one morning and say, "I'm going to ruin the life." of one man. Surely 27 women with shared experience should be listened to, should be given weight in terms of where they're coming from. I'm I'm just curious. I mean, is this misogynistic um, or is this misogyny in its kind of like purest form? Is that what we're witnessing here, um, Yasmin? Yeah, it is, unfortunately. And um, it's a shame because the power dynamics that exist there is still more men than women getting to the top even in the creative sector okay and as such I think it took 27 women and it's the same whether you look at Bill Cosby Harvey Weinstein they all enjoy a certain platform and privilege okay and when those power dynamics are in play, it becomes nigh on impossible to be believed because I've been in those situations. I am in those situations right now myself. So I did want to share, actually, I'm a survivor. Um, I'm actually trying, I'm in the midst of reporting something that happened to me abroad. And that was as a businesswoman, not necessarily in the creative sector. And unfortunately, And I hear it time and time again. We girls are huddled in corners or we'll say, oh, you know. And um, the thing is, you have to understand that you straight away understand you are right at the bottom. Who's going to believe you? And in every one of these situations, what's happening now, and I think it's thanks to tech as well, that these groups are forming and then there is power in that unity because one person, 27 are still struggling. What could one person? And it does come down to the very basics of, you you know, yeah, it could be misogyny, but I prefer a more, more, um, what I just say is, is, is that it's the power in the hands of someone who actually does know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They know the power and they effectively wield it because they do it from a position of power, knowing that person can't speak up. So they rely on that person not taking action. So whenever that happens, the first thing as a creative, like I said, it comes back to you're already in a very competitive sector, right? You actually don't want to get blacklisted, right? You know it's a very small network and you've got to behave or you've got to not be out of sync. You don't want to be the kiss of death, all right? And that's why, because most of the power structure is and it's creative and it's a very, very 
you know, like fan led, you know, it's very money orientated. It's whoever's got the currency, the gold sparkle, right, fluttering around them. They can do no no wrong. It's the Midas touch. So what you've got is misogyny along with the Midas touch. It's not just misogyny. I don't think like there are men, some men being reported, but if they have no position or power structure, they will probably get seen to. Do you see? But if you have someone who has must have the Midas touch and then is elevated, that's what makes it difficult and requires a whole group scenario and like a crescendo tsunami growing and growing. Because equally, I'm always fascinated at the point of anyone who is corrupt, okay? So I'm not talking about, you know, the person we're talking, just generally, whether it's corruption in politics, at what point do they continue after having done the bad thing? Is, do you know what it is? It goes back to that, I'm really sorry, all it takes is for, for evil to flourish, is for good people to do nothing, because somebody enabled them, and they did it, yeah, and they didn't get caught, so they're like, emancipated i'll do it again because that's human nature i'm greedy so the third element right is ego is ego is that untouchable it's that you know ability of oh but i'm more important i can do this to 27 girls because at some point i've always wondered whether it's bill cosby or um harvey did they not think that this would ever come out generally no no that's why they did it because they know the girls will not be believed because like a fly, they'll be swatted. And that's why I get so angry. And just before I end this, I wanted to make a clarification. I wasn't of course talking about you revealing the names of, of, of the, and I understand, I really do. What I meant is I want it to be safe enough, safe enough that people can come forward and saying, I lack confidence to talk about it because I'm scared my career will get hurt. And no, there will be no punishment. Then you will see more people saying, well, no, I'll be there or more happy. The problem is we are struggling on so many levels. And I think you'll find that there's going to be more incidents like this, you know, coming out all the time. You know, just listening to you speak there, Yasmin, it reminds me of something that I read on Genesis Elijah's timeline it must have been about six months ago, that surely this isn't the first instance, this isn't going to be um, an isolated inc incident. How prevalent is this type of behavior, the bullying, the harassment, the, 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 the sexual misconduct in the creative industries, specifically around you know, actors and acting? I I'm curious by what you said there, um, on the timeline, Genesis. I mean, where did that come from when you, you you basically were talking about the creative industry, but you were talking about the music industry? So I'm, I'm just curious where that reference came from. I just know men, man. I know what men are like. <laughs> I'm a man who's been around men. And it's, it's we, we, we keep, part of the problem here is we kind of, we go, oh, it's the creative industry, the music industry, the film industry. And it's like, nah, that's not even, that's not even really it. These are just microcosms of society as a whole. So all we're seeing is just the, 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 the men who would react to, would behave a certain way outside of these industries are behaving 
the same way inside of the industries. Like like Yasmin said, once they have the power, once they're insulated, they can do what they want. So that's what we're seeing. Um, as far as like the, the music industry, we've kind of, for a long time, things have just been a certain way. We, we It's all normalised. Um, you hear it in the music. The music's misogynistic. What do you think? Where do you think that comes from? Like you think one day someone just wakes up and goes, I'm a decent person in real life, but I'm going to make these songs talking about women in this way. And then I'm going to go back to be a decent person. Like, nah, this exists somewhere. Who do you think listens to that music and goes, yeah, I really relate to that. Like it all, it all, it all funnels into um, the problem that, that we have. So me saying that is me just seeing it and just seeing things that I know what aren't, aren't right. But there hasn't been a there hasn't been a time where people have been as outspoken as they are now, and it's only now these situations like we talk about Bill Cosby, we talk about Harvey Weinstein, and these are people that never thought they would have to see see their their um their their I don't know man their their whole building crumble, but we're seeing it. It happened like it it, it happened. So if it can happen to them. It can mm. happen to others and it will happen to others. And it's it's going to keep coming. And I'm just sitting here, popcorn in hand and I, and all respect to the victims because I don't want anyone to have to ever go through that and, and, to, and mm. to have to deal with that. But at the same time, uh, anyone who gets exposed, I'm super happy because what it does, it makes the next person realise, listen, we're coming for you as well. Like you're not, you're not safe. Like none of you are safe. Like everybody says in the Bible, man, every, every tongue shall confess, every knee shall bow. Like no one's getting away from this. It might take some time, but even if you do some bad things and you get away with it and you live your whole life, you die, your grandchildren, it goes on, they build a statue of you. One day we will take that statue and throw it in the river. Like it's happening. And to me, that's just, that's, this is just the beginning of, of um, what it is. Like Yasmin said about technology as well. Technology plays a big part as well. There's less places to hide. There's everything's being filmed. Everything's being documented. So again, these are just, we're living, we're, I, I know it seems horrible. It seems horrible because it seems like every day we're seeing something else that's really messed up in the world. But the fact is we're seeing it. The fact is we never used to see it. It used to go, people could do what they wanted to do under the radar. No one would ever mm. hear about it. They never had a voice. Now they can tweet. Now they can they can get on IG and say, "Lo, this what this is what happened to me." So it's 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 an amazing time. It's a horrible time, but it's it's the time that we need. Man, we're in a transitional period right now. So, uh, all right, just moving on from that, then, how do we get to a situation where it's normalized to speak out, whether you are a man? or whether you are a woman. I mean, I put it to you, Yasmin, in this industry, in the film industry, it's not normalized to speak out, hence the reason why it has taken 27 women to come forward. How do we get to a situation where we have actually normalized speaking out? Well, there's two things. It's how victims are treated. And, you know, what's the incentive for coming forward? Um, I was just saying to you before I got on here that my own TikTok has been banned because I was talking about violence against women and girls as a brown woman. So more people will feel comfortable if that space is comfortable, but that space is not comfortable. That's why they're having to throng in groups. And even in a group, they'll be harangued and attacked. So, for example, the um, chap, you know, Ghislaine Maxwell, all of that. I've been chatting um, on Twitter 
with some of the victims. Incredible. The amount of hate, hate, amount of trolling they get is shocking. I think the second point is prevention is better than cure. So um, before we went live here, you and I, Michael, were chatting. I said, look, um, I come from a generation where, and it's not an excuse, it's an explanation. Men, you know, like you were saying, weren't you earlier? You, you're quite right. It's like, it's everywhere. Those songs, it's really, really gratuitous sex, etc. It's consistently, proactively telling men to treat women as sexual objects. So there has to be responsibility for the content providers, yeah? Now, where I'm going with this is that we need to be very, very careful because they also need education, right? It's no point just like slapping them down and saying, oh, you know, and this is why it's so convoluted because you've got the fight between the whole feminist agenda, you've got, you know, the whole incel movement as a backlash to it all. And all I say to everyone is separate all of that and right at the heart is the victims. Let's do right by not just the victims. We've got children or so we've got, you know, young women or it doesn't matter whatever age women we care about, our mothers, the idea that, you know, People forget 60-year-olds, 70-year-olds can still be sexually harassed, yeah? So what is it we need? We need prevention is better than cure. We need to educate. Now, going back to the creative spaces, yeah? And I want to talk about this. When I was an actress, I remember, and it's always stayed with me, one audition I did, I was so uncomfortable. I was so uncomfortable and I had no one. And I, do you know, I was too scared to tell my agent. And I tell you what happened. I walked in and they told me, um, I had to wear a bikini and strip down. What I didn't like was in the room, there was a guy and he had a camera and all I saw, it was just the weirdest, most, it was professional. Do you know what was going through my head as I walked into the room? I saw the camera pouring up and down my body. All I kept thinking was, what's he going to do with these tapes? Where is it going? Why, why, why isn't there a woman in this room? I just didn't like it. Do you know where I'm coming from? I was too scared. Now, is that sexual harassment? No, it's a job. But I can tell you as a woman, I felt uncomfortable and I could not speak up because I thought if I say anything, I won't get jobs. So how do we fix that? It's not me to do the heavy lifting. We, as you know, the people who are calling in young girls, they have to make casting you know, situations safe. Right. If we can put all the technology and engineering to keep people safe by putting on a seatbelt, we can try and make and help women keep safe. But the priority isn't there. There'll be more money being plowed into making sure that people put their seatbelts on in a car than there is actually educating people. Hey, you don't just go up and you grab someone. You you know, do you know the amount? And I'm feeling very passionate. I belong to a lot of creative forums constantly the girls oh there's an audition he's such a creep because guess what he's asked me to do an audition and it's requiring a sex scene because she has to audition for the film doing a sex scene and do you know what these are platforms making money like mandy and others and i will name them right because i've got the evidence from the girls why are they allowed to post such things why isn't someone in our industry checking to make sure that it's a very valid, safe space for women to go, because that's how it happens, but it doesn't. So that is what we need, but it, it, you know, and that's down to equity. So I'm one of the uh, uh, equity TUC reps. 
right? There needs to be more safeguarding in, for example, a casting situation. There should always be an independent. I'm really sorry. They've got enough money. Why can't there be an independent, you know, like there are for children, chaperones, right? Whether it's in a music situation, you know, look at how many young girls are going for auditioning, you know, with producers, close-knit, intimate studio, yeah? Why not just have an independent person there? It's it's kind of like timely you touched on the whole um, casting process because one of the alleged victims who came forward, um, basically she was asked to strip in front of Noel Clark, allegedly. And actually she was told it wasn't going to be filmed. And um, it actually transpired again, allegedly, that it, it was filmed. I, I've got conflicting information about this, that that is a situation that no actor or actress should find themselves in. Just from what you said there, I just wanted to clarify something. I'm a little bit confused. Is that the case? Can a director in a casting uh, ask you to actually strip? Yes, and here's the thing. They can also, because they're so manipulative, some of them, and what's happening is because there's so many people now, you know, wanting to have a creative career because of the explosion of Netflix streaming services, yeah? And if you have a look, a lot of the casting is now not necessarily, you know, new names. So there's this idea of like, oh, no, I've actually got more of a chance to make it in a creative sector, What's happening is there's many people setting themselves up as producer directors. Now, if you're young and vulnerable, and by young, I'm not talking about 14-year-olds. No, we're talking about 20, 22-year-olds. Yeah, they're vulnerable, right? Oh, it's the old way, you know, when you're going, oh, come around, I want to take a photograph of you. You could be a model, yeah? It's like, oh, you can be an actor. I've got connections. You get into this space and they can actually ask you to do things, they can actually drift away from the um, instructions or the um, casting um, call, as what it's called, you know, the notice of what's expected. And this is the power dynamic. If you're in a situation, you really want the part, you happen to believe that person's a director, you don't know. How do you know what who's a director and who's not? You know, you could just set yourself up. You could be a real creep. And we found instances of men single-handedly They're not even anything to do with the creative industry using because, again, there's a flip side to technology. There's all these forums now where, you know, people are gathering. I'm creative. Let's do acting. You know, oh, I'm an actor. Oh, do you want to audition for me? They're in the room. We've heard instances where girls are suddenly told. So they're not even expecting a nude scene. They're cajoled into suddenly. Well, I want to see how you perform in a sex scene because there'll be a sex scene. Now, if you're a vulnerable or any kind of woman in that position, the barrier to saying no just becomes 50 times harder. Just psychologically, it's a reciprocity. I was watching Criminal Minds yesterday, by the way, and I was understanding reciprocity Uh as a criminal psychology, which is when somebody gives you something, you become more grateful and then you're more eager to run towards them. So it's in a way entrapment. Once you've got them, they're more likely to do more than they would before you met them. So that's why it's so dangerous. And yes, these kind of things happen. And this is 2021 and all the girls can do because where are they supposed to report it to? 
there isn't. So what we do as girls is just put notices out, watch out for so-and-so. This is what his profile is, yeah? Right? And you'll see the girls come and saying, oh, he's such a, you know, and they're, they're, they're really, you know, quite rightly getting angry and saying, I'm really sorry, love, this happened to you, whatever. There is no, like, there almost needs to be, would you, well, what do you, what do you think? I mean, uh, you know, so, so I, I'd be interested to hear actually from two, um, um, the perspectives of two men, you know, like there's, um, you know, like for care homes or there's Ofsted for schools. Why can't we have safeguarding paid for by the industry for the creative sector, music, dance or whatever? Because it's also in dance, very, very predatory. Yeah. It's like, oh, come, come audition for me. Oh, you need to wear this or whatever. It's a gratuitous way of seeing the body. I'd be interested to see what you both think, you know, like, like, like you see, because it'd be nice to come up with solutions and it's something I'm going to talk to equity about, actually. I, th I think it's a fantastic idea in terms of safeguarding. What I'm kind of like worried about is, again, those people feeling emboldened that they can do that because nobody is going to shop them. Nobody's going to report them. Nobody is going to dub them in it. And that's why just just going back to you, you know, Genesis, I, I, I'm, in, I'm interested in that. Once we actually find these people, once we actually locate these predators, is cancellation, I know it's kind of like the, 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 the theme of the day, is cancellation the route forward to actually take away their BAFTAs, to actually take away their um, production company uh, relationships with the likes of Sky and ITV, to actually ban them from social media, is cancellation the answer? Um, I think cancel cancellation on on a, on a social media platform is is pretty pointless. I don't think that's that's a real thing. But I do think that getting sacked, losing your connections in the in the in the sector that you work in, that should definitely be, you know, what I mean, what happens that should be that should be the norm. Um, so even with with um in in relation to Noel Clark, what they're doing even as they're waiting for the, you know what I mean? He, it's, it's almost like you're being suspended right now. You might get it back if we figure out something. I mean, if we, if we find out you're, you're innocent or whatever, but for now, this is what it should be. That should, that should be the norm. Um, I feel like the problem we have there is that only really affects the guys who have made it. That only really affects guys who are in, in industries that are regulated the majority of, or not the majority, but a lot of the problems that we see in the music industry come from producers who ain't nobody. They're no one. They just, they got a, they got a laptop and they're telling girls, yeah, I'm a producer. Come to the yard and we'll make a song together. Then they either try and sat and dodgy on, on a, in the messaging, like I posted up the other day, or they're bringing them to the studio, then trying something, or they record your music with them then trying something or, or saying, you know, if we don't, if we can't get together, then I'm just going to keep your music or, and just ruining people's careers. Um, and even when I put up that post a little while ago, the amount of stories that came through, literally every woman that I know who makes music was like, yep, that's happened to me. They, they did that to me. They tried that with me. Um, we spot, we had one, uh, one woman tell me that her sister um, was really into music. Went one day with this producer came back, no one knows what happened, but she don't want to do music anymore. And it's like, we're losing so much talent because just because of, because people just don't, are, are acting inappropriately. And I don't, I don't think that's even a strong enough word to say, like just 
just people just being acting. These these are criminal acts, um, and it, it it costs the industry. It costs everybody. It's and it doesn't just affect. It affects these women. It affects their lives. Yeah, but it also affects the consumers. Like if you think about, it, if you're a fan of music, the amount of Lauren Hills we've probably missed out on. You know what I mean? Mm. The amount of Beyonces we, we, we've missed out on because they're not even getting a chance to come through because their dreams are being crushed by by people acting a, a certain way. So way more has to be done. I like I, I like what you has been saying about having a group where where women can speak to other women and say, "Yo, watch out for this guy." Um, it's just a shame. It's a shame that that list then can't be sent to the police and it, it, I guess it could be sent to the police but we all know the police aren't going to do much no. um, it, 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 and so much of it comes down to evidence that can't really be found they, 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 was, they went to a studio no one knows what happened in the studio it's one word against another word there's not much you can do so at, at the moment um, that solution of saying you know watch out for this guy watch out for this guy is, is a really good thing. And I'm pleased that we're, we are talking about possible solutions because I don't just want it just to be us talking for talking's sake. I really do feel, you know, this is a, a forum in which we can actually put ideas out there. No idea um, is a bad idea, but just on that list, just on the, the, the forum in which, you know, women can actually come together to um, talk about and share experiences and to, you know, point people away from predators. There was something similar. There was a list actually being circulated on Twitter. Yeah, I remember that. Now, this was a, a, a prolific um, or, or a, a very comprehensive list. And the worry for me was that some people on that list were adamant that they couldn't and shouldn't be on there. And they were on there because of malice. How do we regulate the list? Who regulates the list? How do we ensure that there isn't some ulterior motive for people putting people on that list? Okay. Uh, see, I get what you're saying, yeah? But then it comes back to the whole, you know, and every time we speak about sexual assault, that comes up and people speak about, oh, what about what, what about if the, the woman's lying or whatever? But again, time and time again, that's been proven to be such a small percentage that... It's not even really worth talking about. And I don't know, like, okay, for instance, let's say, yeah, that list comes out and my name's on that list, right? Yeah. There's enough people around me that know my character and know, really, really know me to be like, yo, that ain't about that. Ain't about that. Now, if that means that certain people don't want to mess with me or don't want to work with me, I'm totally cool with that. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, that's, that's whatever. If, if that situation goes to the police... And then the police can then look into it and say, where were you in this date and this time? Boom, boom, boom. Man, I keep my services on my phone all the time. You know, my location's always on. You know exactly where I was at, at a certain time. And to me, that's that's also a part of it. It's about protecting yourself, making sure you're not in those positions as well. Like, it's not always... Um, the responsibility is on, is on both sides. Like, it's not just about you protecting women. It's about making sure that you're protecting yourself as well so you don't find yourselves you don't find yourself in those situations to even be caught up in that. So I, I, I understand that that could be a, an issue or that could be something that people would, would, would have a problem with, yeah? And there's people out there, there's bad people out there that would say, oh, you know what I mean? There's a, the ex they don't like, put him on the list. Yeah. That might, okay, cool, that might happen. But I, I feel like most women 
understand the severity of this situation um, way more than us. They take it way more seriously than us. And they're, they're just not throwing names in there just for fun. Um, mm. it, it, it's, it's almost like that way of thinking is a very male way of thinking. Like we, we think they think like us, so they're going to do what, we're, what we would do. But that's not even the issue. That's just not where, where, where they are with it. Um, and I think we just have to be a bit more mature about that situation. I mean, I, I saw you like nodding uh, in agreement there, Yasmin. Do you want to jump in and like give your perspective on, you know, the list, first of all, but also, you know, regulating this list? Yeah, it's like I was explaining that I just do think that if there was a levy, a levy, and this is where I like, you know, um, being a creative, I'm also a businesswoman, and there is enough money. The industries make enough money. Yeah. Don't want the British taxpayers funding this, right? The problem you have is that, in a way, you want it to be quite um, conflict. There can't be a conflict of interest. So um, um, one of the things is, if you have a look, like, for example, you fall out with your mobile phone provider, you can take it to the ombudsman, all right? That's the kind of thing. Now, I'm not saying we're going to call it an ombudsman. I think that what's required is some kind of certification, right? A pledge. That's it. So let's make it easy. Let's not make it too time intensive. You know, nobody needs to go to study a university degree on this. It's just pledge. You know, like solicitors have to sign up to a code of conduct. Why can't we have a code of conduct? And then there's that pledge, someone saying, I abide by these rules. Okay. Because I li really liked what you were saying, saying that it's my responsibility. And here's the other thing. You know what? Yeah, there are the odd girls who are malicious, yeah? But most majority of girls are obviously genuine. And I'm not going to be too worried about the odd um, weirdos or the malicious, horrid, evil women who are trying to drag a man. Because like I said, in these day and age, you're going to have to prove it. So here's the other thing. If you keep your nose clean, like you said quite beautifully, you can prove it. So the problem is they don't want it to get it to that stage because it means they won't they have to do that heavy lifting. They like it as it is because it allows them to flourish and continue perpetuating these crimes. So if we all signed up to a pledge, women included, women included, yeah, make it fair, have it enforced. And if I am going in a casting situation or say in a music situation, you know, I want to check, do they have that code of conduct? Straight away, that could be done because I'm all about quick solutions. I'm not one of those people, I'm not into navel gazing. I'm not into, oh, let's get focus groups, yeah? It's a very, very simple solution. But sometimes we know the solution is simple. The solution is difficult to deliver because the majority men, mostly toxic men who do run the industry, don't want it. And that's what's going on. And that's why we need more good men, more women at the top. Right. So what's disappointed me tonight? And I'm so upset because I had no idea that BAFTA, you know, what does diversity mean? It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing that we have two talented men of color. Right. <laughs> and I, I was reading tonight that apparently Prince William and, you know, it took him to talk out and speak up on diversity. And they were all doing these focus workshops. And I think that's how the BAFTA uh, chair, whatever, knows Noel. But I wanted to celebrate my black and brown brothers getting to the top. I don't want to be sitting and having a conversation and saying, here we go again. And that's why 
I am tougher. I am very more strict on black and brown guys because I say behind you, you are unfortunately, yeah, the pinions, the ambassadors, you're there at the front. Don't screw it up for the rest of us because it's so hard because it's like an army. If the people at the front and the horses fall, the entire, you know, people behind will also struggle. Right. And it's any excuse because black lives do matter. It's so hard to get to the top. Let's not give those who have race issues any excuse. Right. To keep talent away. And that's why I'm 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 devastated. I'm really devastated because he is very talented. I didn't want the newspapers to be covering stories, you know, about a black guy. But he's brought that on himself. Okay. So I don't feel sorry for him. It's just so tragic because guess what? There will be another Noel out there who's going to have it 50 times harder now. It's interesting. And um, either you are psychic or you could see where the discussion was going to, because, you know, one of the key things that, I took away from all of this was the role of these big entities like the BAFTAs, like the ITVs. It seemed rather reactionary. They waited until they were pushed, cajoled, kind of pressured to do something. And it kind of like brought me back to an incident which happened many years ago. It was about 18 years ago. I was on a film shoot with um, Ashley Waters. It was something very small for um, three mobile. We were recording a, 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 a miniature um, video. It was going to be 30 seconds long and we were using that to promote the fact that there was this new gadget um, that you could actually use on your mobile phone which recorded film. Yeah, it was that long ago. <laughs> but this whole um, production process took place at Pinewood. To cut to the chase, I was actually on the shoot as the director. Now, the person coaching me from Pinewood grabbed one of the extras because he wasn't getting the nuance of what I was saying and wasn't accepting my direction and wasn't doing what I was asking, basically. Grabbed him up by the collar and got him into kind of like a frenzied sort of like frightened look, which I was trying to go for, but without the physicality. And the entire set stopped, looked, watched, and then carried on. Now this is big, big pine wood. So if a big entity like that is allowing those practices to carry on, it takes me back to what's going on now with BAFTA, which took cajoling, which took the nudging, which took the strength of feeling to change. Shouldn't we be putting more emphasis on big corporate entities to act, to put things like you say in place, safeguarding, ensuring that this actually happens? I mean, I put it to you, you know, Genesis, I'm, I'm intrigued as to what you think here. Is that sort of thing surely the direction we should be heading towards? That's the direction they should be heading towards. Like they're losing money. <laughs> you know how much production, you know how much how much marketing money has got into these shows? How many, how many wages are riding on these shows? They're gone now. Like people are out of jobs. Um, 
and, and obviously the, the people out of jobs, that's one thing, but the, the companies, they're holding, they're, they're holding a bucket on this. They're, they're the ones that who, who got, who got to foot the bill for episode six that they can never, they can never air. Like all these, it, it's, it's crazy. So I, I think going forward, they're going to have, they're going to have to do something. It's, and obviously, um, you you both worked worked in film, worked in with, with TV. I work in 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 advertising, and in the contract it says, basically, listen, man, there better not be nothing that comes up that messes up this for us, or you're in trouble. And that needs to be they need to be more serious with that. That has to, that has to have some far-reaching um, ramifications, so that you know if you're a actor, a director, a producer and you're in a film, you're working with Disney, they're making a new Star Wars, and something comes out, it's not just going to be you lose your job. No, 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 no. It's, you're losing all your jobs forever, and we're suing you, and we're coming for money. We want our money. You're, we're, 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 we're suing you back to the Dark Ages. We're suing you back to, 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 to drama school. And I feel like that's the direction. They have, they have to go. There's been, like... To, to me, that's kind of the, the biggest part of this, um, apart from what the, the victims have to, have, to, have to now go through and what the victims have been going through and what they're going to go through in the future. It's everyone else around them. So one of the, like when I saw, um, when I saw Ashley's Twitter, um, Instagram post, one of the things I was thinking was, man, is he messing up a bag? Is that, is that money out of his pocket now? Like, this, this, they, they ain't doing another season. What are they going to do with that? Like, how does that carry on? Who's, who's, um, whose IP is that? Like, is, 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 is that Noel Clark's or can they bring in another director, another producer, carry on the show? Like, you, there's so much that's riding on, on these people's backs. And I just feel like these companies, they need to get serious about this because I would hate to be in a position where I'm, I'm Sky. I'm, I'm, you know, what I mean, we got, a, we got a pull, we got to pull a, an actor, an actress, or anybody from from our production. I hear that. I hear that. You know, just before we wrap up, I knew that this would happen. I was really aiming for kind of like a tight forty-five minutes, and we <laughs> run over already. But I just wanted to kind of like end on this. We've had the testimony, as I say, of twenty-seven women. Now. Let's just imagine moving forward, is this a palatable notion that Noel Clark basically returns to business as usual once this actually blows over? Or should he actually be, for want of a better word, banished from the industry? I've often um, contemplated about forgiveness and I have a huge problem with people saying, forgive, forgive, you know, it's, you know, and, and forgiveness is a very noble concept, but forgiveness to me means nothing unless that person chooses redemption. Okay. Now, I also do believe that there's enough compassion because on the flip side, I'm very interested in trying to help ex-offenders, people who've done their time, you know, uh, be rehabilitated back into society. The problem we often have with going back to the creative sector, right? Um, especially if it's the creative, less so in banking, because once you're burned in, you know, with regulatory sectors, they don't tend to let you back in or like legal, right? Um, 
But let's go back to creative. How many times have we seen um, that men are walking around, um, be it Woody Allen, right? Um, be it Roman Polanski, right? The problem we have is that the creative industry are a law unto themselves. And it is because they're a law unto themselves. Sadly, I do think because I'm on the side of the victims. I don't care how talented Noel is or anyone else. There'll be more Noels. I'd rather rather get over my tears, say, what a sad disappointment. Well, you know what? We've still got your art. We can celebrate the talent, but you know what? It stops there, right? And you do deserve to be banished because you and others like you are going to be a indicator that it's zero tolerance, all right? And yeah. that's how we're going to clean up because I'm not worried about someone who's already enjoyed the benefits of having been famous and then gone and screwed up their own career. I'm more worried about protecting those who are already struggling, didn't, you know, would probably do a brilliant because let's focus on all the good black, brown, white guys who are able to keep it in their pants, yeah? Who are the ones who should be platform, who should be getting to the front of the race. I don't care how talented. So yeah, for the moment, until the creative industry sorts itself out, there needs to be a pledge. I was gonna say another solution, yeah? Yeah. Governments should find, and I really like you said about Pinewood, yeah? Yeah. Governments should find big companies. So the Miramaxes, all these fat cat companies, Good luck to them. They're making money. There's enough money going around. If there is evidence of any sort of impropriety, no NDAs can be used. You know what I mean by NDAs, you know, with yeah. a legal contract. They can't, you know, shut it all up. And they're forced to publish. Are you ready for this? Mm. Complaints of sexual harassment. So it's very, very transparent. Very and if there is, for every incident that they investigate and they're having to get rid of someone, there needs to be a fine paid. So sorry, I've gone um, all over the house. But just to recap, I'm really sorry. I do believe, I, I don't usually like cancel culture, but when it comes to sexual harassment, mm. right? Sexual harassment, which is invading someone's space and destroying them, right? There's other incidents, for example, I've often come across somebody sometimes being, you know, in their younger years, um, back then maybe homophobic or racist. I'm more willing to not allow council culture in those kind of situations because I say, go away, learn, all right? Then come back in once you've proved yourself. But when it comes to sexual harassment, bullying, it people can be, people kill themselves. People are dying. So, banish it is tough luck you did it you did the crime well you know what you lose the benefits i'm totally with you there i do feel that you know people need to be emboldened and feel as though they can come forward to report to actually have this kind of like um veil um lifted from bad behavior so that there is a repercussion there is a consequence there is a penalty and that penalty I really do believe um, should be that you don't work in that industry that you work so hard, clawed so hard to get into. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna end with you, Genesis Elijah, in terms of um, that very same question. I mean, is it right that, you know, he should be banished, he should be banned. There is no way that he comes back from this. Yeah, man. Um, I, I, I want to echo what Yasmin said as well. Like, 
that defines that's the way it should be. You know what? As she was saying it, it was kind of sad in my mind. It was like that is a perfect way to go, but they're just not going to do it yet. Like we're we're still like a, a little way away from it. But the fact that we're having these conversations definitely means we're moving in the right direction. Um, I would just love to see it, see us get there there faster. Um, I'd love to see it happen in my lifetime. It it to it to be the way the way it should be. As far as um, like I agree with everything has been said. Council culture the same way. Like to me, I don't even class this as council culture. You did something criminal. That's that's beyond council culture. Um, that's something that we we can't. We we we're never just gonna look past. And I would hope that other people wouldn't. You know what I mean? If if it comes out that you've done these things, I would hope there's not people out there that go, Nah, that's okay. And even though we know there will be, but we just don't want them in in in, in places of power. Mm. One of the things that um we see a lot of in social media is we see we hear a lot of opinions and a lot of those opinions are i don't know man they're, they're trash but one of the one of the, the good things about that is a lot of those opinions a lot of those trolls they're never in places of power they're just at home on their couch talking in dirty houses that's cool like you can stay there and do that but where we want change is like is inside the buildings, in the buildings. We've got to make sure that those kind of people aren't ever there. Um, and that's why we need to be a bit more, a bit more strict with it. I, I'm also the same with as far as forgiveness and 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 redemption. And even with even with that, I, f- I feel that there is a way for him to to redeem himself. From wherever you come from, you can redeem yourself. That's cool. You just can't do it here. Like you, you're gonna have to redeem yourself at home with your family and your, and that's the way it should be to be it should you should be with your with your family your loved ones those who really know you that's where you should be fixing your problems you don't need to you don't need to come back to work to do it um so yeah the, I, I feel like this has to be if, if the allegations are, are true then without question that's your lot mate on that note, we end things there. But just before we do wrap up, I wanted to thank you. Like I said, I approached 16 people. And I personally feel out of those 16 people, you two turning up, you were exactly what we needed. You have delivered, over-delivered. And I think you've you've smashed this. Just before we go, though, I just want to let people and give people the opportunity to actually know how they can actually connect with you either on social media, websites and whatnot. So ladies first, starting with you, Yasmin, how can people connect with you, continue the dialogue, the conversation that we've started here, perhaps? Well, at the moment, I do do lives on TikTok, but I'm <laughs> suspended for, you know, talking about violence against women and girls. Somebody reported me, but look, um, I'm on Twitter. Uh, I've got YouTube. And actually what I didn't mention um, and why I jumped at the opportunity um, is that I am my luxury brand Love Dash. The it's a not for profit. One of the things we want to fund is something called She He Stands, which is helping people who are impacted by a variety of abuse or difficulties in life to keep their career going. Because when it happened to me, there was no help. So I'd love people to reach out. And I hope after this, do you think they'll hire me as an actress? <laughs> after what I've said, I'm not sure, but. You know, it is. But thank you so much, Michael, for having me. It has been an absolute pleasure. Those all important uh, social media handles are? 
um on twitter it's um at yasmin is yasmin same with um tiktok actually so hopefully um i don't know when it goes out you we'll, we'll send you links but um yeah i'd love to find out and if they've got any other questions um let's keep the conversation going because you know we're a long way away from getting there absolutely big genesis elijah how can That's people it, connect if you continue the conversation on your socials your big big socials Listen, at, at Genesis Elijah everywhere. Um, I warn you, it's not safe for work. It can get a bit heated on my page, but you know what I mean? It's all love. <laughs> I do believe also um, you do have, uh, is it uh, an EP, no, album or... I, I'm losing track with you because every single week you seem to be releasing something. You are the hardest working person in the creative industry that I know, you're the hardest working musician across the board. No one is doing it like you're doing <laughs> on a weekly basis. They can't, man, they can't. Um, yeah, album out now, Vision is out now. And um, I'm releasing a new, a new single every single week of this year. So we're doing 53 singles this year. So every Friday you can catch a new track from me. Absolutely amazing. I see a wry smile there because I remember just before, I think it was just before the start of this year, I said to, I think it was uh, FFS, why though? This is all your fault. This is one of the, she this one is of all the your fault. individuals I've ever come across. And now my guy comes in with 52 singles, one for every week. Absolutely you know phenomenal. I just realised it's actually funny. This is how petty I am, yeah? You said that and I was like, what? Ain't no one working harder than me. And then that was that was one of the triggers to make me go, you know what? I'm doing a, a track every every week, man. So yeah, it's it's, it's definitely it's a hundred percent your fault. Like this is I've been stressing all week about like getting a new track out this week. Luckily it came it came together. But yeah, every time I stress now, I'm just gonna picture your face. Like it's you. You you done this to me, man. You know what? I love you as a musician. It was all part of the plan. <laughs> Okay, on that note, this about wraps up this episode of Trash OMFG. You can catch me at MikeQuoTV, at Trash OMFG, on Twitter, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, on all platforms. Yeah. Uh.
Uh, 